This program contains description of violent sins. The world watched with surprise as soldiers fired live rounds towards protesters at the Lekki toll gate, epicenter of the entire protests in Lagos. But that was not the only place where protesters were brutally maimed and killed. Millions of Nigerians poured out the streets across the country in October 2020 to protest against police brutality and bad governance. The protest was triggered by a viral video of a man being hounded by operatives of the now-dissolved Special Anti-Robbery Squad, SARS. The police unit was notorious for profiling, extorting, and the extrajudicial killing of young Nigerians. So in October 2020, young Nigerians said they've had enough. The protest started with a small group picketing Alausa Ikeja, the seat of power in Nigeria's commercial capital, Lagos. The crowd rapidly spread to other parts of the country, but while the media paid attention to major hotspots like Lekki and Ikeja, happenings at Lagos' most popular slum, Ajegunle, were crowded out, burying the atrocities committed by government-backed thugs and police officers. Investigative journalist Damilola Banjo was in the community for two months after that infamous Tuesday to unravel who the thugs are and how they are connected to the political powers in the community. Kaka. Na kaka they shoot people. Na kaka na kill anybody there for for Ajigule na kaka kide. If maybe anything riot now, eh, eh our shaman they use. Then they come, make them fight, make them kill people. This is Merchant of Massacre, the story of how one man famously known as Kaka led officers of the Nigerian police force to clamp down on peaceful protesters in one of Lagos' ghettos, Ajegunle. Very short chagas, chagas now everywhere, very smoothly. Every year they now come out, now start shooting straight bullets. That's DJ Olympics. Olympics is not his real stage name. He was at the scene of the protest in Ajegunle, and one of the lucky survivors. Before I get myself, I just saw that something passed, passed this place. DJ Olympics showed a wound on his right side. It was a scratch on his skin, only layers away from his rib cage. When I hear the gun shot, I hear the gun, I hear the gun shot, the bullet now passed me, he didn't eat me. He eat me. No, he Can I see? Yeah. When I, as he passed me, immediately hit one glass because I was in the front of the motor. So many people have slept on the floor, lying just like dead. Many enough people, I was jumping people, I was hearing that, tata, the bullets, just like I'm seeing the fire, the fire of the bullets. So that's how I run. You just thank God for your own self that you are alive. So I just thank God for my own self. So I just like, let me just see maybe I can help somebody. I saw somebody. His hand, they was shot this hand, this hand now bent to his shoulder here. Yeah. I saw somebody in the back, the guy, all here like this, this is his job. 
bullet. Enough people. You don't know who to rescue, or maybe you should just go, just run on your own. DJ Olympex did not just run to save his life, he helped people. 19 year old Happiness Abraka is one of the people the disc jockey managed to get out of the fire. Abraka was shot on the head. The bullet pierced his temple, entered through the left side, and came out through the right. Banjo met Abraka and his mother in their one room apartment in Ajegunle. When Abraka was interviewed, the reporter had not yet met DJ Olympics. It was when the DJ saw the picture of Abraka trending on social media that he remembered the person in the photo. Did any of the people you rescued, did they survive? Mm, I have one, but he didn't see me. Tell me about this boy. I saw the boy. Just four. I just, so I turned to my left, so I just saw the boy just fall down. I even thought maybe just him to just want to die down. Just start touching the ground like this. I saw his eyes swell up. So I need to just tell him that he should just turn back and give him encouragement. He should not give up. He just turn back and start um, revising back a little bit. I'll come and carry him. He should just start going. When I just saw that the gunshot, I just, just stop a little bit. I just crush him. Just take him to one uncompleted building. Just keep him there. They gave them tomorrow's to, to return to the hospital. Mm. They have to do brain scan again. It is on that base I now discovered that they say loss of vision, uh, gunshots, injury to both eyes. That is Moshud Oshunfuriwa, a youth rights campaign activist. How did they manage the waka about now? Because this passage, I don't master. If I don't master the house, the land like this, now just if I just walk out through this passage, mm -hmm. just stay around down like this. My wife just coming for the down. I'll just climb this stone, mm -hmm. just walk out from inside, just back myself. I can't come back in. As horrific as Abraka's story is, he was blessed by the courage of DJ Olympics and the generosity of feminist coalition a group of young women who raised much of the funds that kept the engine of the protest running until it was grounded by thugs like Kaka. Feminist Coalition gave Abraka's family 150,000 naira, which was used to procure medical care for him. Another teenage boy, James Yaya, was not so lucky. He was shot by Kaka and his men. Yaya was standing in front of his house when protesters trying to seek cover from Kaka and his men ran into his street. Yaya took a bullet to the thigh at close proximity to the marksman. Face to face, that I can't, I can't, I can't. 
Yaya's father could not afford to give his son proper health care. He took him to a traditional medical center where the bullet lodged in his thigh was removed. Yaya was brought home to heal from the bullet wound, but he never did. He died a few weeks after, in the same room where Banjo had interviewed him and his father. That's Mama Winifred, a neighbor to Celestine Godwin, another man killed during the Entash protest in Ajegunle. She did not give her name because she feared she might become a target. I didn't even tell her say don't go anywhere. 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 All of us were outside drinking, laughing, oh, crowd, everybody, all the company, even my husband, he gave us drink and all that. Somebody that looked for him, he said, let me escort you. You said, we were there, but they told us, ah, be careful. That was the last time anyone heard from Godwin. The next they knew, he had been killed by a stray bullet. Somebody said the phone was ringing. My pocket, I seen Tom look and call the crowd. Crowd, while your baby boy was running. Running. So I said, "Cosa? So 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 person be this? Now I carry the phone, sir. When a boy don't die, you will take her like say that joke. You know we just while they talk now, now evening. He happened four four fifteen. Augustine Ajiru found out about the death of his younger brother Onye Kachuku the same way the Godwin family did. So at about, think about after four, four to five, my genius is that just rush came, said I have shot my brother Onye Kachuku, said I have shot him, said they brought him to their place here, said he was bleeding. When both families rushed to where their siblings were, they met lifeless bodies. Blessing is Celestine's sister. She believes that Kaka was the one who killed her brother. Kaka, when they shoot that bullet, because one of my friends, Mama, they stayed at one hostel for days. He said, where the bullet touched from Moto, pass, okay. nine pass through this place, come enter this. Hmm. He goes for years. Years. He don't get for grand for how many hours? Me who know, no. Banjo interviewed several victims and their relatives. All fingers point to one man, Kaka. Born as Kazim Morufu, the mastermind of the attack on peaceful demonstrators in Ajegunle, is held at the local government administering the ghetto as Alhaji, a man most residents say is the right-hand person to Fatai Ayola, chairman of Ajeromi Ifelodun local government area. The name Kaka sent shivers down spines in Ajegunle. 
But who exactly is this man? Sure, Olokpani, Mr. Kakai. No, no, please. Mm. One is CSU. One is an area commander. For one office. Ni, Gugu Ajero. Tell me about this Kaka. How it be for the community? Uh, if maybe anything riot now, eh? Now, um, eh, eh, our chairman they use. Now they come, make them fight, make them kill people. But now they, now they, now they get me to shoot people as he like. If one of start now, now they come for fun. See, Kaka come. You don't, you don't happen again. Now, now they kill people. Fajibule. Now our chairman. Nice, nice bodyguard for cancer fighting with me. The last two voices belong to relatives of victims killed during the protest. The first is Razak Olua, describing Kaka as the chief security officer to the local government chairman and the area commander of the vigilante wing of Yoruba nationalist group Odudua People's Congress. Oluwa's brother was killed on October 2020. I will come back to him. The second voice is Stanley Godwin's older brother to Celestine. DJ Olympics, residents and other witnesses interviewed all accused Kaka of leading the assault on peaceful protesters on October 20. A police source who asked not to be named for fear of losing his job confirmed that Kaka led the attack. Banjo put the claims to Ayola. My name is Ayola Fatai Adekunle, the executive chairman of Ajero Administrative the local government in Ajegunle. Is it true that a person called uh, Mr. Kaka is also your CSO? It's, it's, it's not my CSO. It's one of the OPC strong you know, men that works in collaboration with the Nigerian police force to abate crime. That is all he does. And he also is the one that is in charge of watching over all the hotels of Indokwa in this community. And Indokwa has a number of hotels. So that is his job. If he is found wanting, the law will take its course. Nobody is hiding anybody. Ayola's denial of Kaka as his CSO contradicts what Michael Ojabaru, the youth leader in the local government, knows to be true. Banjo spoke to him in a noisy bar. Yeah, before, my name is Comrade Ojabaru Michael. I'm the youth chairman at J.O. Mifel in the government. Kaka is the chief security officer. Do you work with him? They all work with me. Sir? They all work with me. Oh, okay. But he being the CSO to the party chairman, uh, I, I coordinate the security of the Oh, okay. He was the commander in the party. As Kaka and his men were shooting at protesters, miscreants took advantage of the chaos. They looted the secretariat and set vehicles on fire. Those are the scenes we are not the ones getting shot at. It was peaceful demonstrators that were distanced from the arson that were getting gunned down. We don't recover two plus now, two kegemawa. We don't have a family to go up in that two, you see. But people will not talk about these criminals now. 
What happened in 2019? There was a convention, APC convention. Some people were celebrating, some people came to burn the council, call, two people died. So that, that this time, the summer did not even want anybody to die in the council. That's why they allowed maybe very directly for anybody to be an attack those guns. Ojobaru is alluding to an odious event that took place on the day the council chair Ayola won his party's primary election. Kaka and his men reportedly killed two people during the debacle. What happened in the aftermath reaffirms Kaka's profile as a highly connected power player. The case was buried, never reaching court, and according to close sources, the family was bribed to keep mom. In another incident three years ago, Punch newspaper reported that a security guard, Jesse Ononiba, was murdered in July 2018. According to the report, Jesse's elder brother, Chukunedu, told the newspaper that no one wanted to give him the real name of Kaka, the ringleader of the gang that murdered his brother. That was the first time any of Kaka's atrocities was reported by a newspaper. Nigeria is a lawless state. So therefore, Kaka may never get arrested as a result of his usefulness to the local government Shyama and the APC at large. That is Moshud Oshunfuriwa. During this investigation, Banjo obtained a video of Kaka wielding a gun and shooting in broad daylight. In the video, Kaka is seen with a gun wrapped in sack and a henchman is beside him with a muscle loader. Open source verification of the video pinned the location at Oyegunle Street in Ajegunle. <laughs> All attempts to reach Kaka failed. Ojobaru and the detail around the chairman walled Kaka from speaking to Banjo. When Kaka was seen at the local government secretariat, the personal assistant to Ayola said he was not allowed to speak to the media. Oh, I've seen him earlier. Came upstairs. I can't speak to you. Let me tell you. Victims, as well as the police source, confirmed that Kaka and his men are in possession of firearms. The audio clip of the video you heard earlier is another confirmation that Kaka is in possession of at least one lethal weapon. Remember Razak Olua? His brother was killed on October 20 last year. By his account, Kaka and his men dumped Asuma Olua's corpse and that of five others in a canal. Earlier in the day, Asuma received three bullet wounds from a muscle loader. He was returning from getting the pellets out of his body in his mother's house, but never made it home to his wife and daughters. So, go Tuesday, that was October 20. 
Razak was shot when he tried to confront Kaka over the death of his brother. He was shot by Dube, one of Kaka's boys. This is a clip of Razak, a member of the infamous National Union of Road Transport Workers, removing metallic balls from his body with the help of his friends. Razak and other residents of Ajegunle have no hope of finding justice for their deceased loved ones killed by Kaka and his men. More despairingly, they do not believe that Kaka would ever be held accountable for his past crimes. We don't get family for Lagos for here. Now make us soon see our own like this. We they thank God. Say he come like this. We don't get go help us. We don't get family. We say one wrong go cause here. In God I be wanting, wanting. But what I believe is anybody, whoever has a hand, or even civilian, or anybody who could lie to kill my brother, the person can never see sleep in his eye. The person can never see good in his eye. Mm. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> You have been listening to Merchant of Massacre. The documentary was jointly produced by Daminola Banjo and Kelechiku Ogu with support from Tiger Eye Foundation. Lagos is now tuned into Africa's much more music station, Rhythm 93.7, where hit music lives.